everyone, and welcome to the Media Cast. It's our final podcast, final video, final stream of 2020. And we think it's only fitting that this one would be about the year 2020, and we're reviewing it. And yeah. specifically, the movies and TV shows, not the actual, you know, year itself, because that might, that'd be a different podcast. That's, yeah, that's, that's the podcast to come. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Uh, well, I was, let's preface this with, I did not see every movie this year. Logan definitely did not see every movie this year. No offense, buddy. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we didn't watch every TV show this year. So if we missed something, there's a chance we didn't watch it. Also, we're not being objective with anything, saying this is you know, definitively the best movie and the best TV show of the year. This is all subjective, our thoughts. So don't get too mad at us if you disagree. Let's let's learn to disagree well. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, I was going to send you some boring housekeeping stuff. Um, we are on Spotify now. That we are. You can search the media cast. You can find us. There's only our Christmas movie uh, review up because we've got like 15. We've done a lot of podcasts. I got to go through yeah. and upload them all, and that takes a while. <laughs> Yeah, but we're on Spotify now, so that's really cool. And if Google wants to approve us, then we'll be on Google Podcasts. And then I gotta fight through the stupid Apple system, and then we'll be on Apple Podcasts. There we go. So we're working on it. Yeah, one day, one day we'll be everywhere. One day we'll be everywhere. Yeah, but let's let's just hop right into this. All right, I want to start off with two movies that I think are really good. It probably would have made like a top ten list. But it's kind of confusing because they kind of came out 2019, kind of came out 2020, kind of depending on where you live. I don't want to leave them out. I don't want to not talk about them, but we'll just kind of get them out of the way first, you know, kind of quickly. Yeah. First one, 1917. It was a movie about World War One, and it was filmed like it was all one shot. Yeah. But well, technically two because he blacks out for a little bit. But aside from the really cool, like, consistent flow of the camera and everything being really sweet um yeah yeah keep going i to preface i stopped the streaming of this right now because the internet's just not handling it well right now so no lot yeah it'll be just pre-recorded all right cool um i'll go back to it's really cool how you know, it was nice to see, like, the, the flowing camera through everything, and I think it looked really cool. And, I mean, the camera itself was used to, like, push and pull the characters to, like, keep, like, a sense of urgency and rush. That was great. The acting was awesome. There were even some big-name actors in there, like, Benedict Cumberbatch makes an appearance. I'm like, that's not a small name to throw around these no, days. Oh, definitely not. Uh, if you haven't seen it, honestly, I would seriously recommend that you do. Yeah. Because it's, it's such a good war movie. It, there's not a ton of fighting, but... Like, when there is, it's awesome, and when there isn't, I mean, like, you're still on the edge of your seat for most of it, because it's that well done. The other one that was kind of in the in-between season was Just Mercy. Yeah. Which was, like, almost conveniently timed. A story about Brian Stevenson, who became a lawyer so that he could defend black inmates who were condemned to death row. For yep. crimes that they maybe didn't commit. Based on a true story. Yep. Uh, and it stars Michael B. Jordan and Brie Larson. And I think just the idea of racism is shown really well in that movie. Nice. You know, both like with, that. you know, the people who are in prison. But also, like, Brian himself is a black guy. Right? So, like, you're seeing it at, at like, different levels. Like, in a prison, in the courtroom on the streets you know even brie larson gets like death threats because she's like friends with the black guy hmm so that that is one that i haven't wa- i did watch 1917 sadly i didn't watch it in theaters though yeah but um yeah so we had this movie come out in like december january depending on where you lived and then this summer i mean racism was a massive theme on our planet so I mean, the fact that this movie came out just a few months before that that was, you know, well-timed. Good for you guys. Some might... You could maybe make the argument it was the catalyst. Maybe. I, I don't think 
think so. No, probably but, not. <laughs> but yes, 1917, fantastic movie. I I enjoyed it, even not seeing it in like the yeah. the theater. Uh, I and I'm a big giant nerd for camera techniques and and all that stuff. So the idea of the one shot was was kind of cool. Yeah, I hate the Burster bubble. They did not film it. They did not film for an hour and yeah. they didn't film for two hours straight. Okay, that's just not. The video file would be enormous. That would be the most impressive feat of cinema, though, if they had done that. Yes, that, absolutely. <laughs> but they did not. It's just all, it's filmed and edited and shot both like that, which is still an amazing beat in and of itself. Yeah. So. Um, moving into now definitive 2020 movies. In January, which is often a mo- uh, like a month where like bad movies come out. Yeah. And there were bad movies. We'll get there. We'll start with one. I'm not, this is not making my top 10 list, but I had fun with it, and I think it's worth talking about, especially since it's like the highest grossing movie of the year. Of 2020. <laughs> Bad Boys for Life. Yep. The sequel that no one really asked for, but no one hey. also really complained about it hey, when they I, got I, it. I wanted a sequel, okay? I yeah. asked for a sequel. Yep. And you know what? They delivered. Yeah. It, it, you can definitely tell that it's not the original team. Like, this is not a Michael Bay movie. He shows up in it and I had like a great cameo and I appreciate that. Yep. But this is this is a different kind of movie. Yeah. And you, and you can tell that and it's not that's not a problem. Um there there were some elements of the story that I, I was like, yeah, okay, this is kinda <laughs> kinda dumb at this point. Especially and I'll I'll also say this now. The earlier that the movie came out of the year, the looser we're gonna be with spoilers. So like I, I'm fine to spoil this movie that came oh, yeah. out this, almost a year ago. It's it's a year old. We can talk about it. But we won't spoil something like Wonder Woman for you. Yeah. Um his the one of the bad guys happens to be his son. Will Smith's son. Yes, to, to Will Smith's son. Um and they literally did like almost the exact same plot like two months before this movie came out in Gemini. In Gemini, Mary, yeah. Which was an awful movie. Bad Boys is much better than Gemini Man. Like but it felt like they kind of just like took like half that plot and brought it over to this movie, and I was like, oh, this just feels weird. Like not only is it like the same story from a movie two months ago, but they're both Will Smith movies, and this is like, <laughs> I don't like this as much. That's kind of funny. Well, the it... the action was fun, and I mean Martin Lawrence and and Will Smith, the way they kind of like bounce off each other, like they're hilarious. Well, and they did the th- they did in this movie, and I I was a little hesitant at first because Bad Boys is like it's the duo like that's yeah. kind of the whole thing is like it's two cops against like the world essentially. Yeah. Whereas like in this one, it's like no, they bring in this whole like team, and it adds this like whole other like dynamic to it of like these two old cops had to teach this young team like yeah how to do it. It's and then you get like a pretty cool cast. And listen, I'll I'll be the first to say, when I saw the kids, I was like, "Ooh, this could be this could be dangerous." Because yeah, there's been a lot of times where they've done things like that, and it just hasn't worked out. But I think that they handled them really well and you know, made a good addition. Fantastic! I enjoy that movie yeah. a lot. It's a good fun movie. Yeah, yeah. If if you like Bad Boys, go watch it. Even if you don't, you could hop into this movie and you'd totally be fine. Yeah, if you hadn't seen the first two, it's not like a. Yeah, there's some small like small things there's some small about. jokes and everything but anyway oh well next up we both saw this i've seen this multiple times because i think it's a really good movie mm-hmm. guy Ritchie's next release oh I've the gentleman saw it twice that is my like guy Ritchie. i love the style of his movies oh being like quick and snappy with like the edits and like creative and like almost like weird stories that kind of like happen so, here there yeah, and everywhere yeah. and then all come together at the end like this was no disappointment for me i know some people don't like it but i'll say this. i had a lot of fun now we saw it in theaters yep and i was like oh my gosh this movie's fantastic the action in it is so cool yep um and there's not even that much of it no. either but it's like it's sporadic and it's really well used i'll say this i had a way more enjoyable time watching it with subtitles when it was added to netflix yeah, because the accents are so strong in some parts, which is awesome. It it means the actor is doing an is acting and doing a really good job. But you lose. I kind of well, lost. Also, most of them are British, so sure. Yeah, <laughs> so, so even better. But like, I lost some of like the dialogue. 
So I had to like go back and watch it with subtitles, and it was way better. Yeah. Fantastic movie. Like I, I love like the the opening scene alone is like just an awesome way to start a movie, and the way they build on that later in the movie. Yeah. Well, because like it's 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 a unique thing. It's a it's a retelling, and then yeah, and then current events happen. Yeah, like it's really cool. And like I think if you like any of his movies, like the Sherlock Holmes movies, the uh, you know Snatch, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, Mad from Uncle, like any of them, yeah. like you're probably gonna, gonna like, like this you. movie. I've been going through the Guy Ritchie catalog, and I've yet to be disappointed. Yeah, he so. does he does good stuff. Now this is a little too positive for me, so I got to bring us down a little bit. Um, we'll talk about the boys in a minute. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. before each episode of the boys, you saw like an ad for oh. something on Amazon Prime, right? And one of them that I'm sure you saw at least once, once. was the rhythm section with Blake Lively yeah, and Jude Law. Yeah, 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 yeah. What a disaster! <laughs> it seemed it's, bad. the The movie is that Blake Lively had her family killed. And she finds out that it wasn't an accident, but it was actually like an organized hit. So she finds Jude Law and gets him to train her to become an assassin so she can get revenge. So it's like, it, it's like Peppermint. It's a, it, it's like almost the, the same but, thing, except with an assassin training the person. But, but listen to this, though. She sucks at everything. The whole movie. There's like one fight where she's like mildly competent against Jude Law. But every anytime she tries to kill someone, I don't even know if she actually successfully kills someone. I can't remember. That sounds but, about right. But she just fails at everything. And listen, I don't need, you know, I enjoyed the thought that maybe she's not perfect from the get go. Good mm-hmm. idea. But she fails at everything, and well, she cannot do a single task that she wants right. to do or is assigned to do. And you just kind of watch her like limp around for two hours. And it was boring, and it wasn't fun, and I I don't know why they made this. Now I haven't seen it because the trailers led me to believe it was going to be a bad movie. So yeah. I'm glad I didn't watch it. Um, is that the point though that she's supposed to suck? Is that the idea? Like part of it. Like it's is is that like the whole idea? Because like you can do that really well, but if it's just like. If there's no point, if there's no, like, getting past getting, like, bad to, like, yeah. where you're competent or anything, then it's just, like, you're just watching somebody fail for an hour and a half, and it's like, well, I'd go yeah, watch like she, she never gets good at it. Ah. And it's it's weak. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Um, going back to January, I want to talk about another one, because if you know me, I don't watch a ton of horror movies. No, he doesn't. I don't know. But... This year, I decided to expand my horizons a little bit. Just a little bit. And I, I watched a few. Including Fantasy Island by Bloomhouse. Hmm. And I would, and I gotta say, as a horror movie, it kind of sucks. Because most of the elements of this movie are not horror. Uh, uh, this, this group of people go to this island, Fantasy Island, where mm-hmm. their fantasies come true. But they're all kind of like cursed fantasies. Okay. And only one of them is like horror-y. Like, one of them is literally some guys who have a party, but then, like, gunmen come and, like, shoot yeah, yeah, all yeah. the swimsuit models and the, the hide in the safe room. But then they, like, get guns and fight back. I mean, this isn't scary. This is, like, oh, this is like an action movie. And, I, I mean, action movies aren't typically horror movies, if ever, right? It, it, <laughs> There's so many different, like, tones in each different story. And it just kind of left you confused because I I didn't even know how to feel. Yeah. You know when when the movie was over, I'm like, am I supposed to be happy about what happened, or am I supposed to be <laughs> Sad. upset that like this one guy died? Like I have no idea what's going on, and it's yeah. weird. So it it left me confused, and I had no idea really what the point of it was. And this is one Blue Must has done this a couple times, I think, where they took like a TV show from like the 80s or 70s. Yeah. And remade it, but horror, but it didn't make any sense, especially if you know what that TV show was. Yeah, yeah. it's like that was not horror at all, and they tried to add horror to it, didn't work. And so, if you haven't seen it, I recommend that you keep it that way and don't bother. 
I'm just I'm gonna throw in one more negative one before we go back to positives, all right? Oh yeah, yeah. No, keep going. And dude. this one, Wreck this em. is this is one from the trailers. You can tell this probably ain't gonna be that good. It's a movie called Like a Boss. Ah uh, yes, where Rose Byrne and Tiffany Haddish have like a very small like cosmetic makeup store, mm-hmm. and uh, Sam Hayek decides to buy them out and then like treat them like crap and try to steal their business from them. And it's it's a comedy, but it's not funny, like ever. It's all like super awkward jokes, and like they joke about sex. So way too much, man. In the trailer that I I remember the trailer and I I could just tell that the three of them like on set just didn't like each other. Yeah. Like there's no like chemistry. Chemistry. There's nothing. It's like to do a comedy really well, you have to actually like the other person because you have to be in 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 time with that person to yeah. like land the jokes, to know when to hit the jab and 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 all these types of things. And so if you don't have that, your comedy isn't very good. That's why the first Grown Ups is so unique in it. It's because all five of them are actually friends that are playing friends. Yeah. And that's that's why it's so funny. is because the comedic timing is there and you can land those jokes. Yeah. Whereas like, like you said in the trailer, I watched it and I was like... This ain't gonna be good. I was like, no, this... Hey, I'll tell you what, it's so bad. I'm not even wasting any more time on it. Let's go back to some positive Strike things. it. Now, I think I like this next one more than you did, oh, yeah? but I think it was a fun movie. Oh. And we're still in pre-quarantine movies here. Yeah, we are. DC's Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Or, as it was rebranded in theaters because people found the title too confusing, Harley Quinn, Quinn Birds of Prey. <laughs> um, this is the brightest, most colorful, like, yeah, artistic, like, just in, like, creative scenes of any DC movie. Yeah. The direct, ever. the director of photography actually used more than blue, gray and black yeah. in the in their setting up of the lighting and stuff. And like let's be real, regardless of how much you liked or hated Suicide Squad, Harley Quinn was probably your favorite part of that movie. Yeah. Cuz she's so likable and she Margot Robbie plays the character so well. Yes. And she doesn't lose that in this next movie. And she's fun to watch, and I mean, I just had a good time. It was a good, fun superhero yeah. movie. I, I, and I, I was gonna throw it out here, not that it had much competition. Best superhero movie of twenty twenty. Even though it was a supervillain, I was like best comic book movie of twenty twenty. Sure. There we go. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the movie. It's not my favorite, but that's yeah. just because I didn't like the other Birds of Prey. That was the yeah. main thing. Sure. But, yeah, we'll go on. Good movie, though. I actually would recommend watching it. Yeah. Next up, people don't like... Con- uh, sorry, people don't like video game movies. But this year, I think we had one that might change some people's minds. Sonic the Hedgehog. Is it a little childish? Yeah, at moments it is. But it's also a lot of fun. And Sonic looks really good. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Jim Carrey plays an excellent Eggman. Yeah. He like he hasn't done a ton in the past few years, and most of what he's done in the past few years has been like drama and very serious. And we've lost a lot of like that nineties funky, funky Jim Carrey. Yeah, yeah. He but definitely he came back with a with. A oh, he came back swinging. Oh yeah, he was swinging. He had, like it was obvious. He had so much fun making this movie. He's just dancing around and like telling people to shut up in like the only way that Jim Carrey can. That's like funny. Yeah. yeah. Just a fun film. I enjoyed this movie a lot. Yeah. Like, I'm not I never played a ton of the Sonic games, but like I was like, I enjoyed this a lot. And they set it up for a sequel. Yep. So like that's pretty cool. Definitely like I you can watch this movie at any age and get like something out of it. Yeah. It's actually quite good. Oh yeah. So Yeah. Good movie. I would recommend. I personally would recommend watching Sonic over Birds of Prey. Next up, I don't know if you actually ended up watching this. Which was Disney Pixar's Onward. I haven't watched any of the new Disney stuff yet or Pixar stuff yet. This was a great movie. I didn't want to cry. Um, and like the the visual, like the animation of it, looks really really good. And like the they take all these fantasy elements and they try to like incorporate them into like a modern world, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. 
and like it looks really cool like if all these creatures and you know animals existed this is probably what it would look like today if they evolved with technology and stuff like humanity did okay but also the ending of the movie kind of throws you for a loop okay where the movie is that these two brothers find out the magic still exists in this world and they find a spell that allows them to bring their dad back for 24 hours but something goes wrong with the spell and they only bring back his legs and they have to go find another magic gem to put back in their staff so they can get the other half of him and they do it as fast as he can because if 24 hours ends the legs will disappear and they'll never see the dad again so these two brothers go on this quest and it seems very much like the younger brother played by tom holland is going to get to see his dad because he never really got to meet him but the older brother played by chris pratt did for some time and at some point it comes a little obvious because you find out that chris pratt didn't get to say goodbye to his dad because he was too scared to go see him in the hospital and then him and tom holland fight and tom holland takes his dad's legs away to give him like enjoy some last minutes because he couldn't find the stone and Tom Holland realizes that his older brother has basically been his dad his entire life. Hmm. And then they find the stone, and Tom Holland says, you know what, I don't need to see my dad. I already have one in you. You go see your dad so you can say goodbye one last time while I, like, protect you from this dragon that's coming to haunt you. Okay. And, like, this is not your typical fairy tale ending that, like, a lot of Disney and Pixar movies have. They threw a little twist in there, and if you look like into it, it's like the director never got to meet his dad either, but he felt that his brother was like his dad figure, and so this was like just a love story to his brother saying like, yeah, I really respect what you did. Yeah, I knew. I don't, I don't know how to put it into words, so I'm making this movie for you, yeah. and it's really beautiful. Yeah, that literally that's one of the main reasons I haven't watched it. Because you, go, you be- gonna cry. I know I will cry. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I just, I know it. Yeah, I, I seriously recommend watching this. I will, absolutely. Uh, two more, maybe three more, from just theaters. Before quarantine, then we'll get into the fun stuff. The Invisible Man. Like I said, I got into horror this year. The Invisible Man is one of the scariest movies I've ever seen. But I have to respect the way that they crafted it. You don't know that the Invisible Man is present... They don't tell you explicitly that the Invisible Man is present in any scene till about halfway through the movie. But you feel like he's everywhere the whole time. He's that. invisible because you can't that. see him. I would absolutely... I couldn't... And I like, can't. I can't. I just can't. And, like, the skill involved in, in like, making that and, like, keeping it consistent. Because there's a point where, you're like, it could have been... Yeah, I know he's not there, so I'm not too scared. But you really don't know. They also throw the biggest twist ending. Oh, yeah. Because you think that the Invisible Man is her ex. Ex. But the movie ends, and they never tell you that her ex wore the Invisible Man suit. They only tell you that his brother did. So, now, he's a bad guy nonetheless, and he deserved to die at the end of the movie, which he did. But you never actually know if he was the Invisible Man or not, or if he was always his brother. And so that throws like another little wrench in there for you and it's like or we got a prestige situation and it's both of them yeah maybe so and then the invisible woman will come out in like four years yeah we'll see uh i think it's probably one of the most successful horror movies of the past few years people really liked it and the way that it was made and crafted i cannot complain like they really did good work in there good so good job Next up, I got a Ben Affleck movie for you. Oh, nice. Which one? Uh, It's called The Way Back. And now this came out like the week before everything shut down. So very few people saw this. I remember you seeing it, though. Um, Ben Affleck is a a construction worker who gets roped into coaching a basketball team. Right. But he's also an alcoholic, but he can't really let the school or the kids know that he is. Otherwise, they'll fire him. He doesn't really want to coach it. But he, like, grows to like it and, like, root for these kids and everything. Even if he's a little unorthodox in his style. And I love Ben Affleck as an actor. I think he can do so much so well. Yeah. The story, the acting. There's a lot to love about this movie. 
and I really, really enjoyed it. And I wish that more people would have had the chance to see it because it was in theaters and the theaters shut down and people kind of forgot about it. But I hope that like people can come back and say, oh yeah, I forgot about that movie. I'm going to watch it and say, oh yeah, that was actually really good. I really liked it. It was directed by Gavin O'Connor, who directed The Accountant. Oh, which is okay. another movie with Ben the Affleck. Affleck. <laughs> and like that one was really good as well. So like, this is a team that I hope they keep working together for an- another few movies because nice. they work really well together. I might have to watch that. That sounds pretty good. And just for fun, I mean, I don't think this is the best. I don't think this is the worst. <laughs> the last movie you and I saw, saw in theaters this year the before hunt. quarantine. The Hunt. The Hunt. Another Bloomhouse movie. Now, I expected... I did not go into this movie with high expectations. I was just like, I just want to see a movie before they get shut down. Yeah. So we went and saw this, and it, it it's just meh. Like, yeah. That's the best. It, it has like good moments. It has really weird moments. Yeah, it's so at the beginning, like the beginning of the movie, and like it's kind of it's it's funny in some areas. Like the oh, whole yeah. thing is a joke. Like the whole thing is based around an internet joke that then yeah. these people turn into reality. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, that's quite funny. And when they're going through and they're flicking through like who they want to yeah. hunt, so I was like, okay, that's quite funny. Um, but then it was just so weird. I was like. There's a there's a really cool fight scene at the end that takes place in like a living room in a kitchen. Yeah, and it, like they they don't pull punches and they're like it was people get stabbed with like food processors and stuff. It it's, was slow too. Like that fight scene was like 15 minutes long, yeah. but it was like it wasn't like fast punches and all this stuff. It's like there's dialogue being shared between yeah. the two people, and it's kind of like this standoff thing. I th- I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, the last fight scene is pretty cool, and then right at the beginning when they all run to the thing when, that, when most of them get off, off in five minutes literally they, they they set up this cool cast of characters and then kill 75 percent there's them. like some big names in there like yeah. what's his name justin hartley and justin hartley and emma roberts, roberts was in it they both died, died in five minutes five minutes yeah and i was like really that sucks yeah i yeah is it fun absolutely is it the greatest movie of the year definitely, definitely not. not and it's like if you're worried about it being like a horror movie don't it's not it's not that bad. It's, it's not, definitely worse. The, it's not even like scary. There's no like jump scares or like anything. Like it's just a little gory. Yeah. But all right, we've been a little nice. Let's go back to being negative. And you know I hate this one. In the year 2016, there was a movie that came out same uh, day as Doctor Strange, and it was uh, awful. Yes. And it was called Trolls. Ah, uh, yes. And some people like it, and I I don't know what how they could because it's a garbage movie. In the year 2020, they decided to release a sequel. I don't know who made a sequel, who greenlit it. Probably Hasbro, so they can make more toys. And they made a second one. And it's just awful. Now, Trolls World Tour. Yeah. Connor hates it. It's awful. Now, they completely went off track from the first movie. Which I did see. Let's clarify. I saw the first one. I hated it, but I saw it. And they do this whole new story where there's no longer one pack of trolls, but there's like six. And they each have a different strand of music. And at one point, it's almost becomes better. I would have given this movie like a, it was okay if they had like stuck with this. The pop, like the pop music trolls want to go and get everyone's strings of music, which is like the heart of their civilization. So they can protect him from the rock troll who's trying to steal them and turn everyone into rock. And at one point, they actually share that the pop trolls tried to do the same thing years ago. And that everyone should just protect their own strings. Because putting all the strings under one person is a really bad idea. Especially if it's the pop trolls. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting plot decision that I wasn't expecting in this garbage movie. (laughs) The movie ends with the pop trolls saving every other strand of music from the rock trolls and becoming like the head trolls of everyone i was like well so much for that plot point that you made like 30 minutes ago yeah yeah. like you totally went back on yourself and you did the one thing you said that you shouldn't do you retcon your own movie (laughs) now here's the other thing i'm sure you've heard the song can't stop the feeling by justin timberlake of course it's the most overplayed song in the 21st century now, do you yeah. want to know why you haven't heard 
the song from Trolls 2 is because they tried to combine all six different styles of music, including country, pop, classical, and country, and there's two others. It is the worst sounding song I have heard in my life. It sounds disgusting. Some genres of music are not meant to be combined. And they shouldn't have, but they really tried to. And this song goes for like 12 minutes. And it's so bad. (laughs) And that's how the movie ends. I'm like, if you didn't feel like you had your one foot in your mouth already, you just ate both your legs. It's the worst. (laughs) We're going to move on. Yeah, we gotta give Don't that watch Trolls World Tour. It's awful. Or plunk your kids in front of it to keep them quiet <laughs> for an hour and a half. Now, we do have a good one that came out on Netflix. This was surprisingly good. I really like this one. Mm-hmm. Extraction with Chris. Oh, Hunter. yeah, we watched this. I forgot that this came out this yeah. year. Bruh. This you is, want good action? This is what happens. This is your movie. This is what happens when you take your, your B unit and you say, hey, go make a movie. Yeah, because that's literally what this is. The stunt coordinator from, from like Marvel movies, from Marvel movies who did like Civil War and Thor and like some of the Avengers, went off and he's been directing movies for a little while now, and he made Extraction, and it's incredible. The action is like it is is incredible. Yes, it is. Um, it's real. Like it's, well, it's very real action in some areas. People aren't actually getting shot, but they are. They but like they're cutting down on CGI. A lot. But like what I mean, real is like you actually could tell that that's how a person would act in that moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's some good tension throughout the whole movie. There's this kind of subtle line of just like tension throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Uh and Chris Hemsworth kind of gets the crap beat out of him for this movie. Yeah. Like. He doesn't win all the time. Like, he's not Thor. He's not running around. The movie even ends with him dying. <clears throat> kind of. Kind of. The final shot says he came back, which is probably my least favorite part of the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, I agree. But, you know, like, he, he's not invincible, and that's good to see an action movie sometimes. It is good to see an action movie. I say sometimes, because we're going to come back to another one where I have a problem with that. Also, this has an actual 11-minute one-shot, yeah. which is pretty hype. The director actually strapped himself to the, the hood, hood of a, of a car, car. Yeah. and filmed it. So, I mean, how do you not want to see that? Yeah, go watch it. It's on Netflix. It's, very good. It's very good. Back to another bad one. Do you remember 2015's Fantastic Four? Oh, do I? So that was directed by a guy named Josh Trank. Now, he's not an awful director. Because the one he directed before that was called Chronicle, which is a very cool movie. He finally came back after five years of not making movies, and he made one called Capone. Ah, with, yes. With Tom Hardy, who's, like, a very good actor. Yes. I wanted to like it I, so bad. I was like, I feel like you got dealt the dirtiest of hands with Fantastic Four, right? You got Tom Hardy on your side now. Let's watch a good movie. And it just didn't work. It was so confusing. When the movie's done, it's hard to tell what was real and what wasn't. And that's not a good thing in this case. Some movies where you're like dealing with like reality and stuff, you can do it where you're like, oh, I don't actually know if that scene is real or not. They do that really well in The Joker. But in this movie, it's hard to tell like who died in this movie because some people died, maybe. And like who actually showed up to his house because sometimes they're hallucinations, but maybe they're not. And the movie ends, I have no idea what actually happened except that Al Capone is old and has like mental disorders, I think. Probably. I, Tom Hardy wasn't even that good in this movie. And that's really hard for me to say. Because I really like Tom Hardy. He probably just had bad direction. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what it was. So, And it... Like, I, I, I was a little hurt coming out of this one. Because I really... There was so much of me that wanted to like it. And I just... I couldn't. And I love, I love gangster movies and stuff too. Or just like Capone and all that. So I was yeah. like... I wanted it to be good. And then he was like... It's not good. And I was like... Well, strike that off the list. Disney Plus has also made some bad movies this year. Uh, or released some. I shouldn't say that they made it because different companies. Yeah, but... Remember the movie Thor? Oh, yes. The first one? Directed by Kenneth Branagh. Ah. Not a bad movie. Kenneth Branagh just directed a movie this year called Artemis Artist Fowl. Fowl. And let me tell you. Gosh, that's gross. Let man. me tell you, this movie is foul. It's yeah. bad. And like, there's... You can totally tell that it was reshot multiple times but they didn't have the full budget to reshoot 
So, like, <laughs> people say things, but you see the back of their head because they didn't have time to refilm them saying it. And they, like, there's a video by 90V Movies about the editing of Artist Foul, which you don't have to see the movie to watch because he explains everything very well. There's a whole plot device that absorbs the second half of this movie. And he laid this out, and I think he's right, that they added after they filmed the movie. Uh. And it's awkward, and it's weird. The special effects are pretty bad. It's just not a fun movie. Now, a good Netflix movie, well, it's a decent Netflix movie, I'll say, is The Old Guard. Oh, yeah. Both these immortals that are like fighting like crime syndicates and things. And they're all invincible. Except for the second half of the movie when they made a decision. Remember that. how I said I like it when people aren't invincible? Except for this movie where they are invincible and it's kind of cool. Until they throw like a one line halfway through the movie. Five minutes later, the main character is no longer invincible. I and they that. really drag it out. I like, hate when movies break their own rules like that. Like this isn't worth it. It's not. It's not fun anymore. And like the ending fight scene is really cool, except for when this main character is like struggling because she's no longer invincible. Was it Charlize Theron? Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a good movie, good action scenes, but could have been way better. That movie that was better, totally different style. <laughs> the King of Staten Island. Ah, oh, yeah. This the story is... of Pete Davidson, and he stars in it. As himself. Very cool. Well, it's... I thought it was... It's not technically a biography, though. It's not no. a biopic. It's... it's. Pete Davidson is playing a Pete Davidson-like character that's yeah. based off of his own life experience. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the act... Like, Pete Davidson does really well in this movie. Him and Bill Burr, who plays, like, his mom's, mom's. date. Yeah. They work together really well and i really like both their performances and the story came around really well and like it's kind of coming of age story even though like he's not young he's like 18 19 in the movie he's like late 20s oh is he okay 30s. i haven't seen the movie yet it's it, it just couldn't i didn't find it anywhere to watch it yeah so um it's a good movie worth a watch if you can find it another good movie now on Amazon Prime says December eighteenth, yeah. but it was released on Hulu in like July. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Palm Springs. Andy Samberg and the girl who played the mother in How I Met Your Mother, whose name I don't remember. Um, they get stuck in an infinite time loop situation, and what I love about this movie, the movie starts and Andy Samberg's already in it. You don't see Andy Samberg's first date in the time loop. Oh, which is. The one thing that nobody's done before. Every time you see a movie like this, you always see their first day and their confusion as they wake up again and again and again. Now, we do see that with the female character in this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, the female lead. But you don't see it with Andy Samberg, and I love that okay, so much. that's unique. And okay. They imply that he's been stuck in this day for years. Like, over two years, probably. He's a, He just stopped counting because it's been way too long. And J.K. Simmons is in this movie as a guy who's trying to kill Andy Samberg for getting him stuck in the time loop as well and his character is really cool because they do something really smart with him at the end and I mean the lead two have such great chemistry it's such a fun odd movie to watch and yeah if you have Amazon Prime or Hulu go watch it like easily top 10 of the year it gets Connor seal of rule absolutely Okay, here's an interesting one. Because I don't know if the United States actually received this movie or if it was just a Canada exclusive. What was it called? Spongebob? Sponge oh, on the run. run. This is a bad movie. I, I it felt, so apparently I found out that the guys who like wrote and like were like the creators of Spongebob, they died. Or he died. Yeah. And so this is kind of like an homage to him. And I feel so bad for him. Because this sucks. <laughs> it's a bad homage, dude. It felt like three, like, short Spongebob episodes that they crammed into one movie. None of them were very good. And when you mashed the three of them together, they were even worse. And again, I don't want to spend too much time on this. It's just not a good movie. Don't watch it. Sounds about right. Like, 
Again, I told you before you went to see this. I was like, dude, this is gonna be a bad movie. Oh, yeah. It was. It was pretty obvious. <laughs> well, and let it be clear, I like SpongeBob. I I love SpongeBob. I hated this movie. I've liked the other SpongeBob movies. I hated this one. Like, so this is not a personal bias thing. Okay. Turning me against it. This is just a bad movie. Fair enough. A good movie. If you both saw. Tenet. Christopher Nolan is an amazing mm. filmmaker, and he delivered once again. Go check out our Tenet interview. Our in-depth Tenet, Tenet in review. Yep. And, yeah, you'll learn more there. It's a great movie. It's fantastic. Great movie. I find it to be one of Nolan's better films, but that's just me. Yeah. It's great. You Great action, very unique film style, and... Yeah, kind of, kind of leaves you questioning, which is always good. Bill and Ted face the music again. Another sequel that no one really asked for, but no one complained about when it came. Bill and Ted was a series of like two movies that came out in like the eighties and nineties, nineties with yeah. Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter, and they were like super goofy and wacky. They're like super, super funny. Yeah, um, and all these years later, now that Keanu Reeves is like one of the biggest stars in Hollywood. Alex Winter has done, like, almost nothing. And they brought these two back together to make a sequel. With the these two characters, Bill and Ted, coming Bill back Ted. with their kids, their daughters, and the daughters are phenomenal. Oh, okay. And they're, like, they're like grown-up daughters. So it's not like you're using child actors. These okay. are, like, early 20s. And, like, Keanu Reeves' daughter in this movie does such a good, like, Keanu Reeves-esque impression oh that's cool the whole time and okay. she kills it and the movie's funny and it's like just as wacky and goofy as the original ones were and just so much fun i like that okay i can't say how good it would be if you haven't seen the first two because i had seen the first two going in uh there's a few easter eggs you'd miss um yeah if you do see it and you hadn't seen the first two let us know what you think because you should see this movie yeah Alright, I got two ro- two romantic movies. Back to back. One good, one bad. First one is called After We Collided. Oh. Now last year there was a movie that came out called After. After. About this girl who went to college and met this guy. And they fell in love, but then she finds out at the end of the movie that he never actually loved her. Or maybe he did. But yes. the whole catalyst of their relationship was a game of truth or dare. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind what, of what a re- and the movie ends with her like leaving him because she's so mad at him. This movie is him trying to pursue it back. All right, she, he wants to get back to her because he's still in love with her. That's a rom com. Duo. It's, it's not a. It's not a com. <laughs> it's just a rom. It's just a rom, but it's two parts. Yep. That's so weird. And. uh... The movie is about 20 minutes of them, like, will we, won't we get back together? And the rest of the movie is just them having sex all over the place. Now, you don't see <sighs> anything, but it's just boring. I'm like, I get it. You guys like each other now. <laughs> I don't need to see you guys have sex everywhere. Yeah. Like, it's this isn't fun for me anymore. And that was the rest of the movie. But then she kind of left him again near the end. But then she decided that he was never going to leave her, so she just gave up. Inside to still be with him. I'm like, that's like rape, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, uh. <laughs> and that's how the movie ends? Goodness, please don't make another good, sequel. Good, uh. Not a good movie. Now, what was a good movie? Called The Broken Hearts Gallery. Oh, yeah. About this girl who collects mementos from all her past relationships, of which there have been many. And she meets this guy who's trying to build and open a hotel. And she offers to help him finish, because he's like behind and has no money to do it. She's going to help him finish his hotel if she's given a small section of, like, the lobby to have this Broken Hearts Gallery, which she comes up with. Hmm. So that people can go and look at mementos of past relationships and stuff. That's kind of weird. The chemistry? Okay, let's talk about the main character first. The female. What's her name? I don't know. Um, Lucy. Hmm. Main character of the movie. Who is so naturally funny and likable. And as a female lead in a movie, they're not always done well. I don't know I'm saying that as a guy. 
Yeah. But I want to like female characters, and sometimes I just don't. She was so easy to like and well, follow, good. and I just appreciated watching the whole time. She's super funny and like actually funny, not like awkward funny. Oh. And the two main characters have such great chemistry so that when they end up coming together in this relationship, totally worth it. And it makes so much sense. Nice. Worth a watch. Nice. Next up, I have my favorite movie of the year called On the Rocks. Bill Murray plays Rashida Jones's dad, and Rashida Jones thinks that her husband, played by Marlon Wayans, might be cheating on her. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, I'm not going to tell you if he is or isn't, because that's the point of the movie. And I know it came out a while ago, but I don't want to spoil this for you, because it, it's a fantastic movie. And they keep you guessing, either way, back and forth throughout the movie. The acting's great, the story's great. Go watch it. And we're taking some time. So I'm going to hurry up. Go watch just... it. We should just power through. Irresistible. Yeah. Steve Carell plays a Democratic politician, politician who tries to convince a conservative Country town. farmer to run for mayor in his town. Super funny. Excellent twist at the end. It's a good watch. Nice. Good political humor. 100% wolf. More like 100% bad. Animation's gross. Doesn't make sense. Not worth it. Nice. Keep going. Save yourselves. Save Calm. yourselves from watching this movie alone because you should watch it with all your friends. It's a great movie about the end of the world yeah. taken over by little poofs. Oh. Okay. It's that one. It's good fun. Hubie Halloween. Hubie Halladon't. All right. It's bad. This is probably one of Adam Sandler's worst movies. He's You're... bad. All his friends are bad. The story's gross. The twist ending at the end would have been cool, but I didn't care enough. So it wasn't worth it. Not worth it. The Kid Detective. Adam Brody plays a kid detective who's grown up now and is looking for a case. Excellent twist ending. Good mystery. Awesome. Have fun. Good. Good. Yeah. I'm going to watch that. So. Borat subsequent movie film. Another sequel that we didn't ask for, and... but we sure aren't complaining. This was a this was a funny movie. Yeah, well. And the girl who plays his daughter, she has like a serious career coming for her. Nice. She did really well. I'm happy for that that person, but I don't. I dislike Borat. I think they're stupid. You know what? That's fair, man. <laughs> the Crude's A New Age was probably the most, most surprising, yeah. good movie of the year. I I've only read good things about this movie. I I, I saw the trailer. I was like, this will be okay. I went and saw it. It's great. They build off the first movie really well. And they, like, just have such a good time. Nice. And it works well as a story. And everything they add was really, really good. Uh, Let Him Go. Uh, What's his name? Kevin Costner and Diane Lane, who played Superman's parents in the yeah. latest DC movies, are a couple again. I thought it was a Superman movie, but it wasn't. They just happened to be playing an old married couple. Uh, They want to go and get their grandson out of an abusive household from their son's widow's new husband. Okay. This is the most tense movie I've seen all year. Like, you don't get a chance to breathe till the end of the movie. And it's really good. Nice. If you want to, like... Don't watch this before you go to sleep, by the way, because you probably won't. But if you want, like, a good, tense movie, that's the one. Nice. Monster Hunter... Just awful garbage trash just, just 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 go on it's garbage it's trash not even worth talking about bad cg bad acting one of the characters doesn't even speak english and it doesn't work love and monsters dylan o'brien from the maze runner trilogy yeah, comes yeah. back and he has to travel across this post-apocalyptic world of big monsters nice great ma rainey's black bottom chadwick oh, boseman's yeah. last movie before yeah, he died yeah Great performance from him. Great performance from Viola Davis. Oh, it's going to get a ton of Oscar attention. So look forward to that. Nice. Godmothered. Garbage. Bad. It's just straight garbage. Everything about it is Just bad. don't watch it. Just just go on. Soul. Disney Pixar's Soul. Pretty good. Great movie. Yeah. Great way to end the year. I've watched like 10 minutes of it. I'm like, cool. Wonder Woman 84. People seem to hate it on the internet right now. It's pretty good. Everybody. Maybe not a top tenner. But a really good people movie. People love to hate it. 
that that's the era of it have these people watch it on their couch pissed drunk on christmas not understanding the movie or anything like that yeah it, it, it gets a way bad rap it's a totally fine movie and everybody wanted this superhero movie to be the next end game because yeah. they hadn't had anything in a while and they expect they set their expectations way too high and they go into it and then they're just sad it's a really it go and see it if you can like it's yeah. worth it greenland another gerard butler disaster movie what do you think i know you and i think you were kind of meh on the thing it's great oh man actually i hate it's, disaster it's the movies. most they're surprising so it's the most surprising movie that i've seen in a long time this looked okay. just like another geostorm which was gross it was yeah. bad yeah the way that people act in this movie makes so much sense. The yeah, CGI of the of like the comet coming to Earth isn't great, but you don't see it a lot, so well, yeah, it's not that wild. distracting. Yeah, everything in this movie shouldn't work, but it does. Okay, and it's really good. It's not bad then. My final one is a flip. Hillbilly Elegy. Everything in this movie should have worked, but it didn't. The characters aren't likable. The story doesn't make sense. And when it's done, I just didn't care. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, we're going to rattle off a couple TV shows that we watched in 2020. And then... Boys Season 2? Great. Fantastic. Go and watch The Boys. Be warned, it's real, like, graphic. Graphic. Yeah. Uh, Ozark Season 3 hit in 2020, right at the beginning of it. Also, fantastic show. Go and watch it. It's one of Netflix's only good originals. Yeah. So you got Jason Bateman, uh, Laura Linney, a couple other big name actors show up at it. It's quite good. Good show. Go and watch it. Clone Wars season seven and Mandalorian season two, both on Disney Plus. Fantastic. Both excellent. I Go I watch them. I'm I've on season seven of Clone Wars. I gotta watch it. Now let's just very quickly share the worst TV show we saw this year. Space Force. Space Force was just it's just garbage i got 75 percent through it and i was like I'm just, it was grueling i was like maybe the next episode gets better it doesn't but guess what it's greenlit for another season so maybe it'll get better maybe probably not maybe they'll stop trying to make the office and actually come up with an original idea bam i Boom. said it thank you for watching our podcast and our hot takes <laughs> this has been 2020 interview yes it has feed us Make sure you guys uh, like, follow, subscribe, YouTube, your Facebook links will be everything will be in the description. Go hit up Spotify, follow us, and our new Facebook page as well. Yeah, new Facebook page, and yeah, uh, yeah everything will be in the description. And yeah, we will see, see you later. Bye.